0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Um, so I want to pray for us, but I, I, want, to, I want to make an invitation as well. And I wanna invite you to pray with me. Not all together, but when we pray, let's pray tonight that we are open to whatever God is laying on our hearts, amen? And whatever he wants to, to bring to you tonight, not like Hermann so beautifully shared a while ago, not what I wanna bring, but what he wants to bring, amen? So let's, let's close our eyes and let's just pray. Oh, thank you, thank you, Lord. You know, that you are protecting us, Lord, like like shared, Lord. Thank you that we can gather, Lord, as fellow Christians, Lord, in your name. Thank you that it is such a privilege that we often you know, that we often miss. You know, thank you that you are busy with each one of us, Lord. Thank you that you, know, that you are busy with each heart, Lord. We just want to to lay ourselves down, Lord, and say that we are willing to whatever you want to show us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So first off, um, if you laugh tonight, you must laugh hard that I can see, (laughs) because I cannot see you at all. (laughs) Okay, great, now I can. So I wanna ask firstly, um, just help me out with some translation. What? Is lacquer in English? Lacquer. Is it also lacquer? <laughs> Any other recommendations? So I thought of the word fun, but I think lacquer is, is maybe good. So I want to ask, ask tonight, is it, is it lacquer for you to be here? Is it fun to be here? You know, is it, or is it a burden you know, to come to church? to gather together, and I want to give us a second to ask yourself, is it fun for you to serve in the house of the Lord amongst fellow believers? Is it lekker om wees? Because obviously our circumstances will have an influence nevertheless, and it won't be always that, that much fun. And that is okay, like Vian shared a while ago, it's, Paul says that it is okay to not be okay, but not to stay in that place. No. That's why also I asked you to, to pray with me yeah, that, the, that God reveals to us because I, I truly believe that this race that we are running, we should, we should enjoy it, amen. It should be fun to follow the Lord. It should be fun to gather. Like Philippians, it says it beautifully, make your requests known to God with prayer and supplication and the peace of God which surpasses, surpasses all knowledge, will guard your hearts yeah, with prayer and supplication when we enter that space of intimacy. Like, like Jairgens also shared, also Andrew, like to be with the Lord. Is that our heart's desire, to be with the Lord? Because everything flows from that, right? When we run this race with endurance, it will be fun. You do it with the Lord. Joy that conquers. There's a few songs that sing of the Lord's joy. And I wanna tie into something else. I wanna to refer to the prodigal sons. I don't know a lot of you probably know the story of the prodigal son, but there's actually two lost sons in this in this prodigal, right? The one is a, a rebellious son. And we often, I I think uh, I'm preaching to the wrong crowd if I'm saying that you are rebellious, like you are here serving here in in the Lord's house. But the other son, he was serving the father, right? But his heart was far from his father. Both of these sons lacked relationship. Both were lost. The one in rebellion the one with religion they're busy with the things of the Lord missing the father his father's heart to have a relationship with him when when his father asked him to come in he was angry he said you you don't even give me a lamb to go and party basically with my friends his heart wasn't to take that lamb and have a meal with his dad it was to go in with with his friends, right? His whole heart was also far from the Father. And I wanna ask tonight, like how, how is your heart looking towards the Father? Are you seeking his heart? Are you seeking a relationship? And whatever we have done before we walked into the doors tonight, like I, I wanna say like the way we grew up, what we are learned, we are all indoctrinated in some theology correct. It's not our fault, like we grew up in a way, but it will be our fault not to rectify and to be open to what God wants to show us each day. Amen? And that happens with intimacy, with with relationship with, with, with Jesus. So just maybe take a moment to reflect and think how will your life look how do you think does a life look where you run a race with endurance ne, that is filled with joy that is filled with fun eh cuz it should be we we, we don't want to focus necessarily only on on the fun part that is only fruit that comes from intimacy with jesus but it's just something to think about so i want to read from us tonight out of John 14, from verse 1 to 12. So, um, yeah, read with me. Let not your hearts be troubled. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself that where I am you may be also, and you know know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So I want to break down um, these few verses in, in three. We're going to focus on the last two parts a lot, but I, I quickly want to run over the, the very important verse or the um, well-known verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is saying, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is an, an exclusive statement, né? saying, I am the way. And I think in those days, this was a really, really offensive thing to say. This is probably some of the things, one of the things that made them crucify Jesus. Because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the Father except through me. It's only God that can say that, only Jesus that can say something like that. Okay, so he's making an exclusive statement, also fulfilling a lot of Old Testament symbols and teachings like the veil, That, that, basically bought off the presence of the Lord where Jesus is now saying I am the way and you can have the presence of the Lord through me when you pray to me and like he also said to the Samaritan woman in John 4 he also made this this radical statement of saying not here or there will you worship but in spirit and in truth and he's making these these statements we said that he's bringing a revolution he's doing something different right The way is through me, and in a world where we live, where everything goes, you know, where you can these days you can choose whether you want to be male or female, everything goes. You can believe what you want. Jesus is saying, "No ways. I am the way, the only way." It's very important. It's very contradicting to what the world learns or teaches us, right? Jesus is the truth. He was the Word, became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the truth. The Word is the truth. In Him continuously remains life. is the only life. If there's life, it's because of Him. Everything is through Him and for Him. Amen. So let's carry on to verse 7. I'm going to read for us again and then we're going to focus on verse 9. So Jesus is saying, if you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? sure. This was Philip, one of his disciples, going with him every day. So I want to tell you a story first. I want to refer to 150 years ago, where I think messages were carried with horses, where they wrote messages with pen and paper. (laughs) We don't know this. And I think if you write someone a letter and send a horse to take it to them, you, you must really like this person. Right? <laughs> and you must really have a deep relationship with this person. And I think when I open my phone, I have like 50 WhatsApps. It doesn't matter how much, but I have a lot of people I'm, you know, I'm messaging and speaking to. And I think what, Technology made in this world is that we have a lot of relationship that is shallow, right? And we are alienated from a deep relationships. Do right? you know? If I if I think of 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 when I make a phone call to the bank, man, and you get the answering machine, you are you are also irritated you want to speak to a person eh? <laughs> we are longing for the for the personal for a personal thing this world has changed a lot of our thinking and the way we do relationships and it is something to lay attention to we are longing for relationships if we think of 40 50 years back i don't know i didn't live then <laughs> but but they say that if you, if you buy a house, the neighbors next to you, they, they are the neighbors for 20 years. These days, people move, people go. We long for that relationship. We feel like a number in, in some companies, right? If you can do the job, you get paid. If you can't do the job, you leave. We feel like a, lo- like a number, and we long for that relationship. And I feel that this is a, this is a tactic of the enemy over years now where we are shallowing our relationships and we tend to do the same with Jesus. We tend to do the same with Jesus. We tend to run you know, busy with our busy lives and missing Jesus. Jesus is saying Philip have I been with you so long and you don't know me. The essence of Christianity is the personal knowing of God, the person of Jesus. He's a person and he wants to have a relationship with you. And like, like Andrew shared, he, he, the father sent his son for this reason. Like he, he died for us to have a relationship and what do we do, we, we neglect. Some of the greatest prayers in the Bible is is from Paul, and I'm gonna gonna look at two prayers. It's not on the board, but I'm going to read it for you. The first one is from Ephesians 1, where Paul writes to the Ephesians, he's praying for them. He's saying this, this is the essence of the prayer, he's saying that you might have the revelation in the knowledge of him. He He is literally praying them to know him that's what he's praying that's what that's what he's praying for he's not praying for blessing He's not praying for prosperity for finances for power what do we pray for we pray for not like that we don't pray Jesus I pray that I may know you that should be our prayer correct in Ephesians 3 it says that Paul is also writing to the Ephesians, he's saying that you might know the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge, that you might know him. His only desire for the Ephesians is to know Christ. It's what he's praying for. And we are obsessed about discovering ourselves and about our career and praying for power and blessing, and we are missing the point, <laughs> right? might know Jesus. And Jesus is saying, yeah, Philip, it is actually possible, it is actually possible that you can be busy with things, seeing miracles, seeing what I do, but missing me. Missing me completely, missing the point. And yeah, I I think we are So guilty, ne? You're so so busy missing the point. And I want to ask you, are you you missing the point? Are you busy with the things of the Lord missing the Lord? (laughs) I I know I do. And the, the big thing is the way, the truth, and the life. That is Him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's eternal life. If you miss Him, you are missing eternal life. It says in Matthew 7, I think it's verse 20 somewhere, that God is going to say, maybe you've have, you have casted out demons, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm, I'm gonna say, I don't know you. If you didn't know me, you were busy with a lot of things, doing miracles. I'm going to say, I don't know you. If you miss Jesus, you miss the eternal life, you miss the Father. The only way to the Father is through Jesus. The person of Jesus. And Jesus is making a distinction about knowing or information and personal knowing. The personal knowing of the person of Jesus. Because we can know a lot about anyone, right? Let's take Brian Abana. We know he weighs about 90 Ks. He can run hard. (laughs) He will probably smash me. He, uh, He has a wife and a few kids, but I don't know him. I know about him, I know some info, but that is not knowing him, and we tend to do that with Jesus. They, oh, he says, I know that this is what you do, and this is what you do, but I don't know you. We don't have a personal relationship. How do you go personal with someone? How does it work? How would you say, does it work? Just maybe take a second. How do you go personal with, with someone? You share <laughs> you share your life you say what you like what do you like I like this what do you love I love this what is important to you this is important to me and if if we know what is important to Jesus and we believe in him the flow will, will, will do itself now we will flow in the works of Jesus like he says in the last few verses You can know the Bible without knowing Jesus, now without Jesus, but you can't know Jesus without the Bible though. Now we can have information about people, but no personal relationship, but we can't have a personal relationship without information. The Word of God came and dwelt among us. He is the Word. We need to know the Word if you wanna know Jesus. Henry shared it so beautifully, if you wanna wanna hear God speak, Read the word out loud. <laughs> He's speaking to us through his word. Obviously the Holy Spirit is also speaking to us. But we, know we need to know the Bible. We need to sit down and spend time with the word but also with God, now with Jesus. He's a person wanting to have a relationship with you. you know, so if you feel today <laughs> that you, you maybe are doing a good job with this Christianity thing. You have it all under, under the belt. You are evangelizing at work. You are here at church doing your thing, but you are neglecting time with Jesus Christ. You may be in the same boat as Philip tonight. Our good works does not consist out of going to church. And going to small group. Uh, that's great. We should. But we need to spend time with the Lord Almighty himself, right? Because even Philip did this. Someone that saw Jesus, that knew Jesus, well, obviously didn't know him that well, no? but he, he was with him and he's missing the point. I think that we are, you know, we, we can easily fall into this trap And we like to justify ourselves um, when we're riding our cars to Sassel, maybe listening a sermon, maybe when making food, listening to worship music, that's not spending time with Jesus. That's great, and you should, but that, that does not replace intimacy with Jesus. Okay, it's really important. This is the bottom line, this is scripture. I'm not even, this is not my own words. This is John 17, I'm, I'm sorry, this is not on the board. But this is saying, this is eternal life. This is eternal life, how oh, it's coming. That they know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life, that they may know you. So eternal life and knowing Jesus goes together. Okay, and when we look at John 3.16, we like to say that we believe. But when I look at this, I'm like, wow, well, I really need to know you. I really need to spend some time. Because this is eternal life. So that brings us to our first point, the person and the works of Jesus. Number one, Jesus is calling us. How amazing is this? Jesus is calling us to a personal relationship with him. He sent his son, and he wants to have a relationship with the almighty God. Amen. So let's look at verse 11 and 12, and we'll we'll move towards point two. I'm going to read for us from verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else, Believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. <laughs> well, that, that sounds quite perplexing to me. I can't believe this. You know, greater things than Jesus. Even doing the things of Jesus. So let's dive into it. So there's two big points we can catch. It says, verse 12, whoever believes in me will do the works. That means that when I believe I will do it. I will do the works. It's like a good product. Ne? If, if we like a good product, we, we don't even have to receive money for it, we tell people about it. If we like a certain place or we like a certain drink, we tell people, it's easy, because we believe it. If you believe in Jesus, your works will flow. That's what the Bible is saying. James 2 is also saying this. He's saying that faith will go to deeds, right? And then this, the second point we can take out of this is in some inscrutable way, we can maybe not understand, we will do greater works than Jesus. That's what the texts say. We'll elaborate on that a bit later. I want to look at the first point, though, tonight that everyone who believes will do the works that I do. This is not a promise only to the disciples he's speaking to, this is to whoever believes. Whoever believes will do these works. Jesus said that we will do the works that he does. How does, how does your works look? How does your life look? Quickly maybe have a, have a thinking about how, how do we illustrate Jesus? Does, does my life look like Jesus? Does it, do I do maybe things that he did? <laughs> Let's ask the question, what is the works? Now, what is these works? Because I know that some of you, you thought about miracles. Ne? Think about miracles. Let's, let's take a look about what miracles happened, what miracles Jesus did in, in the book of John. He has turned water into wine. He read the Samaritan woman's mind. He healed a son. Ne? He healed a cripple. You fed five thousand. Don't know who of you did that. You walked on water. <laughs> and he raised Lazarus from the dead. It already stinked. Wowie. So then none of us <laughs> are Christians, right? Because it says whoever believes will do these works. So it it might sound strange to say that this is miracles, okay? But let's look at one Corinthians twelve and let it help let it help us out as well. 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 8. Just going to read for us to explain this works. From verse 8 For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So that explains it. Né? Because it says also there, the one, the gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another, the working of miracles. Okay, so great. Some of us can maybe do miracles if the, the Lord wills, if the Holy Spirit wills portions as he was but some of us can't so it it cannot mean only miracles okay so if it's not miracles or not only miracles I think it does also entail miracles but what is it then what is the works let's look a bit about what Jesus said more he said that if I read verse 11 believe me that I am in the father and the father is me on or else believe on account of the works so believe on account of the works yeah, so this works whatever it may be it should make us believe amen so it must move us from doubt or doubting to believing so that can be anything right so every anything that makes me look at you seeing Jesus making me believe more in Jesus is a work that you do. Isn't it then the way of life? The way that I treat my children, the way that I see my wife, the way that we act in church, the way that we handle difficult situations. Everything is the works of Jesus. Amen? Every Christian should do these things. If my life does not reflect Jesus I'm not, it doesn't look like I'm a Christian because it says whoever believes will do these works. Not maybe. So if I look at you and I see money or yourself and not Jesus I may ask some questions. So it's something to, to think about. Am I Am I giving glory to Jesus through my life? Am I helping people to believe in Jesus? Maybe you feel that you're a stumbling block for people. Maybe your life is referring to your wife. That is a good thing, eh? If it's not Jesus, it's not good. Just, just think about that. Luckily for us, I want to refer to the first point. When we have a relationship with Jesus, I also said, everything flows from that. And your life will point to Jesus. Amen? It's not a try harder attitude. It's a draw closer attitude. Okay, lucky for us. This amazing almighty God wants a relationship with us. Amen? <laughs> okay. So I just want to Read us two more verses. John 10, 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe, the works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. It should bear witness about us. It should bear witness about Jesus. John 17, verse four, I have glorified you on earth, speaking about his Father, by completing the work that you have given me to do. Are you completing the work, you're busy with completing the work that God gave you to do? When you run this race with endurance, are you running this race? Are you listening to, to what the Holy Spirit is busy with, busy with in your life? We should be on a place where we are teachable all the time, right? Teachable to anything God wants to show us, wants to lay on our hearts. And that happens by a relationship with him and it will flow over in the works. It will flow over. It's not something you have to to figure out or try hard. It will flow out of your life because Jesus is the living altar. Amen. I quickly just want to touch on this last point. The only reason we can do anything greater than Jesus is because we can refer to Him, to His resurrection, to His blood, to His cross. The Holy Spirit was poured out for us, which says it was the same as Him. It's also God, also a person, wants to have a relationship with us. That's the only way we can do anything great, is to refer to Him. So how how does your life look? Do you portray Christianity, do you give glory to Jesus when needed? So I wanna come to the second point tonight. Person of, and works of Jesus, our works is how we live our lives. And it should lead people to the Father, giving, giving Him the glory. Amen. I want us to look at, at two prayer points tonight, which I want, want us to, to just reflect about for, for maybe a second. The first one, do you have a personal relationship with the person of Jesus? And how does it look like? Are you maybe busy with things of Jesus, but not with Jesus? The second point is, is your life pointing to Jesus in a way that, that when people see you, they see Jesus. Amen. Will you stand with me and I want to pray for us and I just want to give us an, an opportunity to pray for one another and to come to the front if you need prayer, but I just, I just want to pray for us. So let's, let's close our eyes. You are Jesus, we thank you. Your, that, that you desire a relationship with us, that you not only ask of us because it's the best for us, but you are desiring a relationship with us, Lord, and you know, we just wanna come and we wanna repent, Lord, of missing you. Knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. There's no greater thing in life And to know you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for faith, Lord. Pray for faith in our hearts. We wanna repent of unbelief, Lord. We wanna repent of of not believing in you, Lord. If we believe, Lord, we will draw close. Our lives will flow from works that give you the glory. To just as you are sitting there, just refer to those points. Just say, Lord, I repent. And I want a relationship with you. I just want to give us a minute. Just just read through those points. And just speak to God. Just tell him your heart. We are all guilty. You know, I want to invite you if you want to pray with someone. You know, James says we, we, need to, we need to pray for one another, right? Or just there where you are, just sit down if you don't want to come to the front, but pray for one another. Okay, we are, I'm guilty of this. I'm going to look for someone to pray with me. Okay, and if you're done, you can grab yourself a coffee. Please, don't be hasty. Enjoy the evening.